Hi there, and welcome to The Canon with Charity Danielle. Here, we'll fill our arsenals with healthy artillery that heals. There's so much to talk through in the world. Why not do it together? This will be a safe space. We will get through the common and the uncharted territory. One of the most exciting things about this show, we'll also have a range of amazing extraordinaires that'll join in on our fun. So come on, join me on my journey to live by faith, grow in grace, and walk in love. Are you ready? Welcome to The Canon with Charity Danielle. I am so super excited that you are here for the ride. And I'm telling you, I am truly inviting you into my authentic life, heart, mind space. So I hope you're ready for the ride. I cannot contain how glad I am to be here with you all. Man, we're going to have so much fun. And of course, over time, we'll have fun with other special guests. But I had this big idea that maybe you should get to know me first. So this very first episode is going to be kind of get to know. And hopefully that works for you because I think I'm a pretty awesome person. (laughs) So a few months ago, prior to me actually announcing that I would be launching a podcast, I asked some of my friends on social media What's some things that you want to know about me, right? And so we're going to dive into some of those questions, and hopefully those friends that asked are listening. And then I'm going to give you some general knowledge. So let's start at the general knowledge first. My name is Charity, real name. Go by Charity Danielle, first and middle name. I was born and raised in Gainesville, Florida, or what I like to call the greater Gator Nation, right? So I lived there all of my life. I actually was raised, born and raised in the same house, born and raised in the same church. Um, I went to the same school from fourth grade up until I graduated. And um, so I kind of had a very consistent childhood. Um, I started off um, at the University of Florida, um, post high school, but a friend of mine, and I know he's listening, I call him Scooter, but a lot of people call him different things. Um, we He set out on this mission to sway me to go to FAMU. And I, in my righteous self at the time, was like, oh my God, no, I do not want to go to FAMU. I'm going to UF, the more prestigious, and I have air quotes going right now, institution. Um, But long story short, he won me over and we ended up going to the Hill together. I kid you not, going to FAMU was the greatest decision of my life. Honestly, I would have introduced my school way differently, something like the incomparable you know, something like that, something real dramatic. That's me, right? But I had to give you the backstory because initially I was not on it, but I have become such a diehard rattler and I am over the top an advocate for HBCUs in general at this point because I've had the dual experience. Honestly, it was the best decision of my life and my future children won't have a choice, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, Um, I went to FAMU, finished my undergrad there, um, stayed there, but I was completing my master's online. Um, 
So I ended up getting my Master's of Divinity last year and jumped right into my PhD program. So I'm currently a PhD student at Bear University in Miami, Florida. And that's currently what I'm doing. Um, wow, I am in the education realm. Um, so I work with sixth grade reading. And that's been cool for the first year. Um, that's been amazing. Aside from that, I am engaged, newly engaged to the very much so love of my life. Um, and you guys will meet him a little later in the season because we're going to do a show together. It's going to be really fun. And we have a beautiful, beautiful five-year-old baby girl. Um, and that's kind of about the paper side of me. Um, wow. Favorite color is brown. And I have to get that out of the way because when people meet me, for some reason, they assume that my favorite color would be something like pink or purple. And I do think those are beautiful colors. And pink, of course, being a part of the illustrious Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. But my favorite color is brown. So I love the color brown. I always have. To me, brown represented all shades of the black race. And that to me is the most beautiful thing in creation. Um, I love chocolates and caramels and bronze and copper and literally everything on the spectrum, I think is bomb.com. So yes, my favorite color is brown. I don't have a particular favorite food, but I do really, really, really like Italian food. So all things Italian in the sense of pastas, pizza. Um, I am a diehard for bread. Um, so that is my thing. Um, my favorite dessert lies somewhere along the lines of a great carrot cake or a great key lime cake. Not the pie, but the cake. So uh, <laughs> I love apple juice. Apple juice is the best juice. Uh, <laughs> honestly could drink it, but I'm also an avid water drinker um, without problem. So yeah, that's kind of the more surface stuff about me. So I thought that maybe we could hop into some of the questions that were asked via social media about who I am. Um, the first question I'm going to answer is, what were you like in high school? And I immediately laughed because I was wondering if the truth about that answer should be answered rather by one of my classmates. But um, if you ask me, I was very much the total opposite of who I am today. <laughs> so um, I am really, don't tell anybody it's going to be our secret, an introvert, right? I love being by myself. I love quiet time. Um, I can sit in the house with no TV, no nothing on, right? When I ride to work in the morning, if I'm not actually on the phone, I don't even have the radio on, you know? So that is me at the core of me. But I think me in middle school, high school, I was such the extrovert. I wanted to talk to everybody. I wanted to be friends with everybody. Um, I think very similarly to my high school self and who I am now, I've always been a busy bee. So I've always loved volunteer work. I've always loved helping out. I've always been very active in the church um, in multiple roles 
in the community. So the, that hasn't changed, but just who I am socially, I definitely have a great bond with my inner core and those I consider to be close friends and family. But on a very basic level, I'm kind of to myself. And, and that's how things have changed since I've been in high school. Um, okay, so another question was, what do you think about when you are singing? So honestly, me and my friends have this running, almost like jovial verbiage that there is a point in um, singing or acting or dancing or whatever I'm doing that I leave the room. (laughs) And so most of the time, I'm not necessarily thinking consciously in that I have entered into a different space. You know what I mean? There comes a point when I'm expressing any gift, if it's in the church setting, because he was asking from that perspective, that honestly it becomes me and God. And that is it. Um, I will leave the room (laughs) and then return to me like, oh my God, what just happened? So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I was asked, what type of shows do I watch on TV? So the thing you should know about me is that I'm not a TV person. As I said, I can literally sit in the house all day with no TV on. But of course, quarantine warrants a different side of of the love for TV (laughs) when you're not working or being productive doing other things and you just want to have time to relax and unwind. So currently... I'm watching 911 um, and Station 19. So anybody who does know me know that if I have to hype over a show, I am hands down rooting for you to watch Grey's Anatomy. I think the show's brilliance is probably the best that I've ever seen on television in life, period. So Grey's is definitely my all-time recommendation. But right now I'm watching 911 and Station 19, which is a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. Um, And I think those two shows are pretty amazing. Now, I have watched some shows via recommendation because we are in quarantine. So I have watched things like Ozark and Good Girls and um, The Heist. And um, The Heist was really good to me. And it definitely took a loop that I wasn't expecting or took a turn that I wasn't expecting. But um, yeah, so for the most part, that's kind of my show spectrum. Um, Have I ever played any sports? That was another question. So yes, I used to play softball um, in elementary and a little into middle school. And then I did the field events for track and field. So I threw the shot put and the disc um, for my middle school and high school years. I never had a desire to do it in college. So it kind of stopped after then. Um, And especially once I got into high school, um, actually, no, middle school, the arts more so took the lead versus sports. So I was in the theater club and acting and singing and dancing. So um, that's kind of, you know, my role with sports. It honestly was just like recreation for school. That was it. Everyone assumes because of my height that I would have wanted to or that I did play basketball. I did not. I think that my alter ego and my friends will know who and what I'm talking about um, doesn't lend me the kindness and the patience to play aggressive sports like basketball, but I will root for you if that's what you choose to do. 
Okay, this question was so funny to me, but it is, I guess, a relevant question into trying to figure out who I am. Someone asked if I'm the type of person who watches people. Like, do I people watch? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. As soon as I go into a room, I'm immediately observing. First, for safety reasons, I like to know where everything is. What can I access? Who's in the room? That kind of thing. But honestly, I can sit and say nothing and watch people all day. Low key, high key. Okay. (laughs) So um, that's the thing. What's your dream car? I want a black on black Range Rover Sport. So that's out there in the air now. If anyone wants to just bless me with one of those, I will gladly, gladly, gladly take take it. Okay. So um, what's the most beautiful place that you've been? I just started pre-COVID traveling. So I don't necessarily come from a family line on either side that um, really promotes or advocates for traveling. And that is something, honestly, that I think even in the African-American community, I've seen it more now than ever, but um, pastime, you know, just the ability to travel and have family travel trips and stuff like that. I didn't grow up around that. So it wasn't until post-grad school that I really got into traveling and I love it. So of course the quarantine has us in a different space, but honestly, um, or equally rather, Jam- Jamaica would probably be the most beautiful. But if you've ever been to the Bahamas on a very sunny day where the wind is blowing, oh my God, it's like, wow, in the same. So Jamaica is in the top running, but Bahamas is coming in right below that. Now, I was supposed to travel to Turks and Caicos this year, but of course those travel plans were interrupted. So I was looking forward to seeing that because a lot of friends say that that's a beautiful place as well. But um, hopefully one day I'll get to go. Hopefully one day you will get to go. So um, another question was, (laughs) what food do you absolutely hate? So honestly, I can't even answer that question because I am a picky eater and people won't necessarily assume that, but I almost eat nothing. (laughs) So, and when I say nothing, I'm saying like, I basically eat chicken and fish for the most part. And I want the white meat part of the chicken. I take white meat over dark meat any day. So, um, I know I'm just like trying to expand my repertoire of food selections. But for now, it is what it is. I like what I like. I'm the type of person that I will eat something in habit um, just because I don't eat a lot of things. So um, another question was, (laughs) what is your favorite Disney movie? So for a long time, I think I was swayed by my brother because his favorite Disney movie hands down was Lion King, right? But the truth of the matter is <laughs> most people that I know um, that love Disney, you of course, we always assume that this movie, I'm getting ready to tell you what it is, was a Disney movie until Disney Plus came out and it wasn't on Disney Plus. But hands down, Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella is my favorite movie 
like favorite musical Disney-like movie of all time. Hands down. And I honestly think it should be a part of the Disney collection. And maybe one day someone will make that happen. Honestly, I've been waiting for that movie to even surface again on like DVD. I actually have the original VHS copy of that movie. And I think it's amazing. I literally will watch it every day. But I try not to to watch it every day, depending on who's at the house. So um, a really interesting question was, what do you think the best way to start the day is? And honestly, not to be deep, but I believe that prayer and meditation, you shouldn't start your day at one without praying, but two without some type of like aligning of your thoughts and your purpose and your to-do goals for that day, I just feel like it helps organize the path that you set yourself to be on for a day. You know, like if you just wake up flustered and your thoughts are cluttered, I feel like that's kind of how your day plays out to be. But I do think that when you take the time to really center and, um, focus in on what's to be accomplished, good or bad, um, I really think that helps bring some clarity to your day and then it makes it easier to tackle some of those tasks. So um, another good question that I was asked was, what are some things that you've had to unlearn? Um, That there is always four sides to the truth, right? So we hear so much that there are three sides to the truth. Um, person A's perspective, person B's perspective, and then the actual truth. But more recently, I've come into hearing this idea that the truth has four sides. Perspective A, perspective B, the truth, and then how the truth was explained or how it was conveyed. And I used to always feel like, oh my God, I'm never going to get to the bottom of something Um, If I don't have the truth, but as my mom used to say growing up, sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say it. Sure, you're telling the truth, but what's behind that? What energy are you giving with that? So that's one thing that I think that I've had to kind of wrestle with um, because I am such a black and white person. Sometimes fact and law would mean a lot to me, but I've grown into realizing that there's a small gray area that... um, emotional touch or lack of really plays a part into how I understand things and how I perceive things as well. So so yeah, really great question there. Okay. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a true lover of the arts of all kinds, literally all kinds, Um, including music. I love all kinds of music, all kinds of dance, all kinds of art. Um, so when this question came in, I was really excited because it honestly channels the inner thespian in me, right? So they asked, what is your favorite musical? So I am torn, but not because of the running. I know what my all-time favorite musical is, but because I have performed in a version of the second one, I'm kind of biased towards it too. So my number one favorite musical of all time is the Broadway show Wicked. I love Wicked. And if you're not familiar with um, Broadway or that particular show, honestly, it'll put you in the mindset. I don't know if you would watch Once Upon a Time, but I always think of Once Upon a Time when I'm watching Wicked. Um, It gives you that alternative view spin on 
um, you know, those fairy tales that we're so used to knowing from one side. So I love Wicked, but I had the honor of performing in my high school's version of Ragtime. And um, just because of who I've become culturally, I've grown a great appreciation for Ragtime as well. So they kind of run neck and neck. Now, I think one of the funnest musicals to be a part of is probably Hairspray, just because of the singing and dancing and how much is put into it from the artistic perspective. But um, those would be my favorite too. Um, okay. Is there anything that you consider yourself addicted to? Wow. Um, I, without a doubt, love sense. So like senses and smell. So, um, my friends will tell you, um, or even my fiance, I know is often annoyed by the fact that I am the type of person that has to have like a wallflower from Bath and Body Works or a Glade plug-in in every plug. I love candles. I literally light candles every day. Um, I will walk in the house and immediately when I put my keys down, pick up the lighter to light a candle. Like that is me. So if I have to consider that I am addicted to something, um, <laughs> scents, I love car scents, I love perfumes, um, perfume-based oils, all of that. Um, man, I love a good smell good. And that's, I've always been that way though. Um, and I don't even know who I picked that from. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But anyway, so that would be my addiction, I think. Um now, I have really gotten into Bath and Body Works, not in the forms of like lotions and sprays, but just their home fragrance. Um, but COVID, you know, they really blew me at their lack of promotion for other things outside of hand soap. So I've had the opportunity to kind of explore some other brands um, that I like. But honestly, if we keep it real, we all know there's not a candle that smells like Bath and Body Works. Um, okay, so here was a random question. What do you consider or what do you think is a great way to relax? Honestly, I'm a sleeper. I will sleep. Honestly, let me take a nap. You want me to relax? Let me take a nap. And the nap is probably going to be as long as real-time sleep, but no. <laughs> um, outside of that, I think things like... I am a bubble bath person too, like a candlelit bubble bath. Um, I think that though, I mean, it's therapy for me, pedicures, manicures, honestly, self-care. If you can find a way to insert self-care into a situation that makes you feel very flustered or overwhelmed, whatever your version of self-care is, ice cream or whatever, um, I think that, you know, that can be the best form of, um, that can be the best form of relaxation in a very general sense. Okay. This one was so funny. Um, what's your favorite piece of childhood clothing that you owned in multiple colors, right? <laughs> so I don't know if you guys remember this little shoe. I obsessed over this shoe. It was, it was a clear, jelly called Melissa's, right? When I was in middle school, yo, 
I asked my mom for every single pair, blue, red, pink, green, white, and clear. I had every color. And now I look back <laughs> at some of those pictures and I am honestly like, what was happening? Another thing that I loved as a child, this was more elementary school, um, as far as like, it's not an article of clothing, but they used to have these like butterfly, butterfly clips that you would put on like twist. Um, like if you had twists and curls or whatever, you could put the little butterfly clips on. Oh my God, that was me. That was so me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, now I think that I'm mostly obsessed over like plush blankets. That. I don't take it outside, but honestly, I will wrap up in a great feeling blanket in a heartbeat. So um, that was a pretty cool. That was a pretty cool question because it brought up so many memories. It brought up so many memories for me as far as like fashion and how things have just honestly circled back around. I mean, the things that. I would wear in elementary, middle, and high school, you start to see that stuff circling around again. And it's honestly like, wow. Um, one of the more thought-provoking questions that I received was, why did you decide to do the work that you are doing now? So I aspire to educate the world around me about um, this idea of narrative theology that we come into knowing and understanding um, ourselves, our community, our um, the God, our belief systems um, based on our experiences and our own narratives and how the history of the African-American narrative in particular plays into how we understand, receive, and perceive things. Um, I honestly credit a lot of that to two things. So um, earlier in the episode, I talked about how I had this um, negative, like almost like stigmatized understanding of what an HBU represented prior to going. Um, a lot of that was just ignorance via lack of knowledge. But I also believe that in that I was able to see and appreciate the Black experience and how that has shaped and formed who I've come to be. So leaving FAMU, I ended up going to the Interdenominational Theological Center in Atlanta for my MDiv. Um, very, very heavy in African culture, beliefs, values. And it honestly just escalated this need for us to really, in my opinion, for the um, African-American or um, black race to really um, get away from our narratives being our bondage and for it to be our progressive burdens into moving forward. So education has definitely played the biggest role in me coming into or understanding what I feel like my life's work is alongside ministry things or, or stuff that I'll do in ministry. Um, but yeah, like my, the, that, it just, even now, like as a teacher of, and teaching um, students at a Title I institution and dealing with minority children, you just see how the truth about 
our everyday narrative, honestly, escapes our understanding about who we are in the world and how we can overcome the things of this world. So, um, interesting. What is a country that you never want to go back to, right? So I equally said that Jamaica and the Bahamas were beautiful. The reason why they were kind of like neck and neck is because we had, I went to Jamaica on a birthday trip with some friends. Honestly, yo, it was one of the most interesting, I'll use that verbiage, interesting experiences. Um, And honestly, it was just kind of like, it was great, loved it, don't have to return. (laughs) And so uh, probably, you know, Jamaica is beautiful. I feel like everybody should experience it if it were... If I had to do it again, I would definitely do resort side Jamaica. We, um, in attempting to take the most affordable route, chose to live in with the locals and it just wasn't the same experience. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What is the most annoying question that people ask you regularly? Oh my gosh. When I tell my when I tell people that my name is Charity Row, if they respond like "Row your boat" or like "Charity, like you should give me something" or "Charity, like you should give me love," or I hate it. Okay, I <laughs> if I could show you this meme, right? I would show you the straight face meme where you're looking like seriously. Um, oh my god, it has been my entire life, entire life. So. Um, I would honestly say it has to do with my name. The most annoying question that I'm asked is usually about my name. (laughs) So, or if it's some type of weird spelling or something like that, um, I think that that probably, yeah, most annoying, most annoying, I think. (laughs) So music, who is your favorite artist of all time? I struggle with this question because I love all genres, um, and it honestly depends on the context um, or where we are, what we're listening to, you know, that I'll have a favorite in that specific setting. But when I think of vocalists, and I'm going to go new school because I have too many old school artists that I really, really like, right? But hands down, I am an avid Brandy lover, avid Brandy lover. Brandy, honestly, to my friends of the Beehive, I put Brandy against anybody. Do you hear me? Brandy over everybody, <laughs> right? So I think that um, vocally, she has to be at, you know, my number one. But when we're talking about artistry, um, artists who I love their music. I love their style. I love their vibe. I love their um, placement of things within music. Definitely PJ Morton and Tweet. There's no debate. Like, honestly, those, like, they are people or they are artists that I feel like I can just turn on any album on any given day and I never have to skip a song. And I like music like that, like, um, that I can honestly just play it through. So, um, those three, um, when we're talking about, you know, vocal ability, dynamic, style, vibe, feel, definitely my top few f- 
favorites. I mean, I love music, so I can get into some of anything. And depending on what's the setting, you know what I mean? I have an album or a playlist ready to go, <laughs> no matter what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, definitely those three. Okay, so we're going to do a few more questions and then we'll wrap it up for the very first episode. I hope you're still with me. I hope you're still exciting. I hope this has been as much fun, honestly, as it has been recording it. But on to the next question. So if you didn't have time to sleep, what would you do with the extra time? I love all things DIY. So um, you'll find me trying to make anything and everything. If I'm looking at something online, I nine times out of 10 have asked myself or will ask myself, can I make it? Because I love crafting. I love making clothes and shoes and re um, recreating different items within the house or painting. And, you know, I love DIY, all things DIY. I absolutely love. So if there was anything that I could honestly be doing all the time, um, not as a way of living, but more like in the, in the vein of just like a hobby. I love crafting. I love DIY. One thing that I wish I could do is draw. So my sister is an artist. You can literally put her at the table with any concept and she can sit and draw it and it will look amazing. Right. That is not me. <laughs> so I have always drawn like chicken scratch. Now, the one thing I know in middle school that I used to be so super proud of was my ability to draw like those little flowers that you drew like a petal at a time. So you started off with a circle and then you did like the little V-shaped petal and you just kept expounding on that. That was my thing. And that was probably the best artwork that I've ever created, <laughs> ever created in life. Um, so besides that, though, no. Now, I also love interior design. So I love coming up with concepts for like in-home living and stuff like that. But um, yeah, not that is the thing that I wish I could do. But what I can do is create. I can make things. So I love making things. I honestly will find an old pair of shoes and get my bedazzler and just do it for the fun of it. I might not ever wear the shoe, but I love, 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 love making things. So that would honestly be my go-to. All right. Now we're down to the last question. And I know, I know I'm sad too, but I promise next episode, we're only going up. Okay. So last question, who or what is your biggest source of inspiration? Hands down, without thought, it would honestly be my grandmother who went home to be with the Lord a few years ago. But I think that in her passing, well, well, she had been sick for a while. And I remember going to the hospital and sitting at her bedside and we had this very brief but powerful conversation. And it was about school. So she had asked me if I was still in school and um, at the time I was getting my master's and she told me how important it was to her that I finished. And so she made me promise her that I would finish. Um, but then she said, um, while some men might, I want you 
to be one of the ones who makes this family's name great. And it honestly became my mantra, but not great in the form of like fame or platform, but like great with integrity, great with substance, great with productivity. Um, And it just set a different fire in me too, um, because I, I was sharing with a friend, honestly, recently that unlike some of my friends who come from families of doctors and lawyers and um, even family and law enforcement or educators, I don't necessarily come from something that is running within the family. You know what I mean? Not a, you, it's not running besides ministry, um, but just in a more secular sense, um, tangible things that can be passed down through generations is just we didn't have it. Um, and so it honestly set me out to become the type of person who seeks to establish a rich legacy um, for my family, um, for my children, for my husband to be just honestly tangible in the earth, not even just to say, oh, she's a great person or she was kind or she had a nice heart, she had a nice voice, but to be able to sow into the ground and see my fruit, see the harvest, honestly, just manifest in the living. You know, I want for all of the hard work that she did to be manifested in the things that I do from here out. And then that will come after me and be able to uphold, honestly, the greatness that I feel like is running through my veins. So I think that was an amazing last question and a great way to kind of give you some insight about who I am, what I believe, what I think, what I like to eat, what I like to do. (laughs) And of course, if you have any questions, if you want to know more, if you want me to do another segment where you can understand more about me, um, maybe we'll do one that gets more into the philosophical side of who I am or theological side of who I am maybe. Um, But who knows, if there's something that you wanna hear, if there's something that you are interested in, do me a favor. If you haven't already, I want you to go check out my website, charitydanielle.com. Aside from that, you can find me on all social media networks. So that's Instagram at charitydanielle, Facebook at charitydanielle, or you can look up the show name, The Canon. Any of those platforms, you'll be able to reach me. Let me know what you guys think. I thoroughly enjoy spending time with you all. I hope to spend time again soon. Until next time.